0: Welcome to the CS Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, CS Joseph. Today's like question, what does an INTJ SDSF look like? So this question is an octogram related question. Octogram is our version of the Enneagram. It's this uh, thing that maps out human, uh, human nurture basically. Neogram has its flaws because it's mixing human nature and nurture simultaneously without actually uh, providing uh, any like differentiation. And then people mix that with the MBTI and they end up having a really bad, uh... it just leads to confusion because you're getting the nature component from MBTI, you're getting a nature component from a Neogram and it just leads to confusion. And people are like, oh, this doesn't really work. The other problem with a Neogram it's from a perspective of the nine. And you know, when you have the trickster function present within humanity, that's where you end up getting things like nine things from a neogram or seven things in the seven deadly sins. And it's not actually accurate. There's actually eight deadly sins. Pope Gregory uh, got at the 16th, I believe. Pope Gregory uh, basically took vainglory and put it into pride even though it's not, uh, it's its own separate thing. It used to be eight deadly sins and then they turned it into the seven deadly sins, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's like world history, right? But that's not true. So the thing is, is that we created octograms so people could understand human nurture and understand the sub of each of the 16 types. And there are four variants, right? We have SDSF, which this video is about, SDUF, uh, then you have UDSF and UDUF, I'm UDUF, okay? And then there are, uh, you know, according to Strauss and Howe theory, and I gotta give Lane the ESTJ, also known as Elliot. God bless Elliot for coming up with this uh, connection with his expert intuition child, because he's an ESTJ. He came up with this connection on the uh, Discord server, so I gotta give credit where it's due. Thank you for your participation in the community, Elliot. You continue to kick ass uh, with all of these concepts you come up with. Using your uh, ENFJ uh, shadow to do it or uh super Ego to do it. I love uh, I love how you're kind of like this uh, little hidden hidden teacher that we have on the uh, on the Discord server. It's pretty awesome. I'm trying to get this thing to light. Oof. Holy smokes. There we go. There we go. Got it to light. Cool. Gosh, it's really nice out, extremely nice day. So anyway, one of those four archetypes, according to Strauss and Howe, basically according to their book, The Fourth Turning, which you haven't watched it, what are you doing with your life? But. There's the generation archetype that's associated with joy. There's then the next archetype that's associated with decay. The next archetype that's associated with uh, 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 hope. And then the final archetype, which is uh, despair, basically. Well, each of our octograms are attached to these archetypes and the SDSF is the archetype that's attached to joy. So the INTJ SDSF type is basically the most joyful INTJ you can actually find the INTJs are like, hey, you know, don't be cramping my style, basically. That's kind of their, uh, their point of view, which I find utterly fascinating. I'm being stared down right now by an INFJ woman. My God, like, apparently this is like piss off any Nemesis day. <laughs> it's easy to <coughs> spot INFJ women. They're always the ones with the pixie haircuts. <laughs> Always. So, anyway, uh, from that uh, from that point of view, like it's uh, it's interesting to know, like you know, SDSF is associated with joy, and why is that? Well, it's because the SDSF INTJ was entirely enabled as a child. This is where. Their child function, you know, was like allowed free reign in their family. You know, maybe they were the source of sympathy, the primary source of sympathy for their family. They probably had two extroverted feelers as parents and they just kind of reveled in that. And then they were just became subconscious developed because of how, of how enabled they were. And then they got past their adolescence and then they were, and then they went into, um, you know, adulthood, but they still, their life is entirely structured around that same enablement that they received as a child basically. There is one INTJ SDSF right now in uh, the ego hacker community. He's actually a member of the mod team. His name is Christian Sorekia. He was the uh, person who won our very, very first free coaching session giveaway to be typed years and years ago. I think it was like maybe four years ago, almost five years ago. And uh, and, he, and he's been he's been pretty well enabled throughout his life. Yeah, his family may have had some issues here and there, but the reality situation is like. They supported him with his singing career, and then now he's an instructor for singing, and he's actually my singing instructor, although I haven't had a session with him in a long time. But he's really good at what he does. And just a few sessions with him, I was able to increase my singing skill such that I was actually able to perform decently well at karaoke, for example. Now I can sing uh, Far From Home and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all those boy bands, right? Those beta boy bands, you know, uh, Heart Temple, Beta, uh, boy bands, and I can sing their songs pretty well, you know. So, and uh, and special thanks to Christian Sorekia for helping me uh, get through that and develop my singing skills to do so. But what ends up happening is that they get subconscious developed. So, throughout his childhood, he was a performer, and like his family would react positively to him being a performer, which is which is pretty which is pretty awesome. But then like later in life, now he's actually teaching it. He's teaching it, he got properly educated at some of the best schools related to the craft uh, for singing and performance. And he's basically an expert. He's an expert and he teaches other people, has his own business doing so. And he is still subconscious focused on uh, on his ESFP side and that is looping him back into his INTJ ego. So his ego is getting a ton of support. Now, from an Octogram perspective, understanding the differences, of the four potential octograms for an INTJ. So the INTJ ego primarily wants reverence, which means a deep level of respect, whereas their shadow, ENTB shadow, is looking for satisfaction out of life. The thing is though, is that when you become SDSF, your ESFP is also looking for reverence, and then your ego is also looking for reverence, but they're so focused on it. Deep respect is everything to them, everything. So if you want to unlock the heart of an SDSF INTJ, just shower them a deep respect because they're looking for three helpings of that deep respect, reverence uh, related uh, uh, cognitive origin. And they don't really care about satisfaction as much. They're willing to let go of their own personal satisfaction in exchange for additional reference. Whereas like an SDUF is looking for two parts, reference, one part satisfaction. UDSF is the same, two parts, reference, one part satisfaction. But UDUF, which is different, which is more of a survival mechanism, if anything, they're actually looking for two-part satisfaction and one part of reverence in life. So because of that, they structure their entire life around which cognitive origins they're actually looking for. So this is why, you know, when I'm in Christian's presence, I always, always show him respect, always, always uh, up his status, always, uh, you know, increase his ego. Because like when you're SDSF as an INTJ, you are outwardly uh, egotistical basically, but internally desecrating. So like Christian will naturally take down, he will actually desecrate his own ego. He'll try to take down his ego a few notches Already, and he really likes it when other people are willing to just tell him the truth and even desecrate his ego and bring his ego down a few notches because he knows that based on how enabled he is in his life, well, guess what? It's really, it's way up there, like way up there, you know? So, but that's just, you know, that's just his uh, development side, that's the SD side. On the cognitive focus side, Deadly Sin of Vainglory versus the living virtue of modesty. He's very outwardly modest, and he is a very, I mean, he looks modest, and how he conducts himself is really modest, but he's very internally vainglorious. So over time, you know, he's working on increasing, you know, his own vanity, and he really likes being around, uh, you know, vainglorious people because he is the modest one, hoping that those va- that, va- that vaingloriousness, that ach- that high level focus of achievement that vainglory actually brings will rub on it off on him so that he could achieve more. So he likes to be in relationships with people who increase his level of achievement or enable him to achieve more, right? So that he could have more joy in his life, so he can get more deep respect in his life, deep respect, that reverence, cognitive origin which increases his joy basically, right? So that's ultimately what an SDSF INTJ actually looks like. And folks, if you wanna learn more about Octogram, we are doing an Octogram series right now behind the paywall, csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a journeyman member. We are doing uh, Octogram episodes and explaining what each of the Octogram variants look like at a deep level, at a fundamental level for each of the 16 types right now. Uh, in uh, for our newest uh, season, which is season 32 for our premium lectures. And again, it's available csjobs.life forward slash members. Two episodes are released uh, per, uh, per month uh, for the premium lecture series that we're working on right now, going in deeper on these octograms. So yeah, but you know, most people think like, you know, SF, INTJs are inter- entirely entitled. They really think that. And yeah, it's because they're using both of their FI functions, FI child and FI parent within their ego and their uh, subconscious on a regular basis. So they really come off super entitled. That's why they kind of need other people outside of them to desecrate them sometimes and just be honest with them and take them down a couple of notches because then they see that person as being real with them. If someone's fluffing up their ego, then they're gonna see that person as like someone who's trying to take advantage of them or someone who's fake and it's gonna trigger their expert intuition nemesis and then they're gonna get paranoid about that person, right? So if you're endeavoring to have a, a relationship with an SDSF, just make sure that you just gotta be completely honest with them, even willing potentially to be harsh with them, but do it in a respectful manner. But they'll really, really appreciate it. They'll actually be super grateful because they're using their two FI functions. FI is the, the function of gratitude, it's the function of sympathy. They will shower you in gratitude. They will shower you in sympathy. They will shower you in trust. And trust is really important because they can be you know, pretty gullible as a result they're at risk of being goalable from a virtue and advice perspective. If you guys don't know what virtue and vice is, watch the season seven playlist here on the YouTube and on the podcast as well. So anyway, folks, that's what an INTJ, SDSF, uh, joy octogram variant looks like. So thanks for watching and listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode.